Hola, hola. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Photographers. This time I'm at the park with David Lopez, a photographer from Los Angeles, California. Hey David, how are you? Hey Neto, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for for, ha uh, for, for coming here. Thanks for having me out here. I, it's nice to be in the park for, for a change. It is, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it, the, the, the wind just feels good. I know. Um, due to the pandemic, I'm yeah. like taking precautions with you guys. Like, I want you guys to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And this is the second podcast I do outside at the park. No, I, I, like when you messaged me a couple days ago telling me what you were going to do, I was just like, oh, I really like that. We're outside. You have, I mean, even I don't know if people could see this on on camera, but like you yeah, I'll put a, a video. You have like a face mask on the <laughs> on the microphone. On the microphone, so I think that's cool. And then we're wearing face masks. Exactly. We have our coffee here, mm -hmm. which is great. You're a heavy coffee drinker, huh? Oh yeah, I drink this stuff like <laughs> three times a day sometimes. Uh, what is your favorite coffee? I like. I mean, if I'm gonna just drink like a just black coffee, uh -huh. just straight black coffee preferably like a medium roast I'm not too okay. huge of a dark roast person and light roast is just too light for me <laughs> um but then when it comes to just like if i'm gonna put sugar stuff like that you know any type of creamer yeah, yeah, yeah. sugary stuff is good <laughs> i um, love sugar man years ago i actually used to work for starbucks so like oh what you did. got me hooked on coffee was the, of course the gateway the, do you guys get free coffees there uh i th yeah we would and then uh we would get discounts as well Okay, that's great. But the gateway drug for me was the Frappuccino. Yeah, I remember me asking you, like, what type of coffee do you want? Anything uh, mocha Frappuccino. Yeah, so. Thanks for the coffee. Salud. Yeah, salud. We're drinking right now high brew coffee. I've never tried really it. I've never tried it either, but it's really good. Yeah, I'm trying, like, on this podcast, like, to try different types mm -hmm. of coffee. I always ask uh, the guests on the podcast, like, mm -hmm. what coffee do they want? Because some people don't drink milk. Yeah. No, I mean... Or I'll, they I'll don't <laughs> sugar, you know. But yeah, it's a, good. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I hit you up because <laughs> I think I was searching the geo tag, the geo tag location mm -hmm. on Instagram for Pasadena. I live in mm -hmm. Pasadena, and I'm always looking for people to like either hang out mm -hmm. or talk about photography or you know just like like cool people. Yeah. And then you popped up. And your username back then was Canon Dude. Yes. So I'm like, huh, definitely a photographer. Mm -hmm. I scroll through your Instagram and yes, like you posted like Canon. And I've been using Canon all my life yeah. too. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy seems chill. He takes great pictures. So I hit you up. You changed your username yes. like a week, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we set up this and uh, it's incredible. Why did you change your username? Well, I mean, when I first started the account, um, you know, I, I bought the EOS R, the original uh -huh. EOS R, and at the time it was one of the most hated cameras on the it internet was. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of quirks about it. Uh, <laughs> and also, I'm just putting it out there, I'm not paid by Canon or anything like Nobody that. Nobody here I, is paid by Canon. We uh, just love yeah. that so, camera, yeah. You know, I bought it and I was like, at the time I was on my other account, I was shooting mostly like street photography and um, cityscapes. So I kind of got bored okay. of it. And I was like, and at the time I saw a lot of, uh, like gear accounts starting to pop up on my yeah. algorithm on yeah. my discover page so I was like oh I have a brand new camera let's try it and I kind of just did it to take a break from the other page and in four months time uh, it blew up to 15,000 in four months in four months that's insane and I didn't buy my followers or anything like that so what happened was a lot of these other bigger pages that have thousands upon thousands of followers yeah. Uh, started reposting a lot of my work. That in turn got people from their pages to start following me. A lot of people yeah. would start to DM me asking me questions about like Canon cameras or like, hey, I'm looking to buy this lens. This is my budget. What can, you, cool. what can I do? So I, I would take the time to answer the question. So, and the reason I went with Canon Dude originally it was going to be called Camera Nut Daily. It was a, okay. a guy obsessed with cameras posting daily yeah, yeah. content. <laughs> but I went with Canon Dude just because it was very niche. And, uh, you know, I wanted to have like a face behind the account because most of these other gear pages with no disrespect to them, you don't know who's running it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you could be talking to somebody who yep. is a moderator from that is not even the account owner. So yeah, or, I kind of wanted to, to to have that available for And to for be people. like more personal. No? Exactly. That's cool. And so I recently changed it to D-Low Visuals. Uh, just because, you know, I have, I'm on, uh, on the verge of hitting 43,000 followers. That's crazy. That's so cool. I, especially now with, with you know, post-COVID, uh, yeah. 
the the entire business landscape's really changed. I'm kind of putting myself out there more as a influencer to also specifically cool. help like small businesses. I actually have a friend of mine that I work with. His name's Adrian. He does a lot of marketing. Mm-hmm. So we, that's what he went to school for. So me and him are working together trying to okay. help small businesses because I think those were the ones that were really impacted the most. That's incredible. And okay, so you purchased the Canon EOS R before yes. that. Did you own any Canon cameras or how did you start in the, in the photography industry? So I started uh, eight years ago. Okay. I actually fell into it by accident um, during a trip to Big Bear Lake, uh, uh-huh. the week of Christmas in 2012. Yeah, it was eight years ago. Um, I just started shooting on my phone just because okay. we're literally lakeside, no Wi-Fi, you're away from everybody. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll just take some photos. And I started falling in love with the idea of just like editing them by putting like a filter and yeah, then, yeah, yeah and at the time i was using Flickr. i wasn't using instagram man yeah of course Flickr was big yeah, back yeah. in the I, day i don't i don't even know if it's still around Flickr, it is but i think like they sold a company oh, okay. or something like that happened. Yeah, i haven't heard that name in years but yeah i used to use Flickr, so that's where i would post stuff mm-hmm. and then uh first camera i bought was a fuji uh like i forgot the name of it but it was a mega zoom it was like okay. 150 bucks then my first real DSLR was a Canon T3i. Okay. Uh, and then after that, I went to the 70D. Then my first full frame was a 60. Uh-huh. Great camera. Um, before I went to the 60, I actually sold the 70D, and I went over to Pentax. Okay, and that's funny. a lot of you... people shit on Pentax. Okay, why did you change? Why, why, you I, were I just using wanted Canon? to try something okay. different. Cool, cool, you know, cool. I, I shot Canon, and you know, yeah. you've used Canon before. You know, yep. you kind of get tired of the simplicity of some of the stuff, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, let's see what else is out there. Yes. So I bought that. I enjoyed it, but the system doesn't really have a lot of lenses. Yeah. And at the time, they were the only camera manufacturer, I think, on uh, besides Fuji that didn't do full-frame cameras. Okay. So after that, shooting for about a year, I went to, I bought, I bought the 6D, and that's the year I actually started doing stuff uh, professionally for like Vice Munchies, Got Milk. Nice. Um, so little by little, kind of like getting my foot out there. That's great. How, how did you approach these companies or did they approach you? So with Vice Munchies, uh, my friend Javier Cabral, he's actually the editor at LA Taco now. Okay. Uh, That's he was amazing. The, he was the uh, uh, West Coast editor for Vice Munchies. And at the time I was working at this place called Neon Retro Arcade in Pasadena. Great place. Which I did a lot of the social media for there. I, uh-huh. I may have seen you there. Probably not. I'm not sure. Maybe. I, I've been there a couple of times yeah. with my wife. It's oh, an okay. amazing place here in yeah, it's, Old it's Town fun. Pasadena. Um, but he was always a uh, frequent there and that's how we got started, uh, to get to know each other, especially cause we both love street fighter too. And he's, <laughs> okay. we would always play for hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would always go back and forth. Sometimes he'd kick my butt and then I'd kick his ass <laughs> and vice versa. That sounds incredible. Um, but that's how I kind of fell into it. He just hit me up one day. He's like, Hey, I need a photographer for this event. That's like cool. five minutes from your house. Like, can you do it? I was like, yeah. So they paid me and just little by little like that. But going back to the camera stuff, um, I eventually bought a uh, Panasonic GH5 and a uh-huh. Canon 5D Mark IV. Okay. Initially, I bought the 5D Mark IV to do for both hybrid video. shooting, like video and stills. Okay. But much like the EOS R, it's, it has 4K that's heavily cropped. Yeah, I hate that a, crop. There was a lot of limitations to it. So I bought the GH5 to be kind of like my dedicated camera for okay. video. Yeah. Fantastic camera. But the problem I saw was like I got tired of carrying... Two cameras, two <laughs> yeah, different lenses, yep. two separate battery charges, yeah. batteries, etc. And then changing like menus, right? Like yeah. you are a like, Canon, like shooting stills, and then if you need to do video, then you're like, oh shit, I, it's like a different language. Yeah. It's Although like, Panasonic did a great job because their menu was completely touchscreen, so you could okay. actually touch to change settings. Oh, that's great. So it felt like a Canon camera. Um, and then eventually I sold both, switched to Sony, shot exclusively for Sony for. Um, uh, in 2018 for a full year, shot okay. weddings and everything, uh, with the A7R3 and the A7 III. Okay. Great cameras. I just did not fall in love with the system like I thought I would. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I've never uh, used Sony, but that's what I what my, I. My big gripe, I like big, beefy camera bodies and lenses. Yeah. So, like, having the really small body, uh, especially when I shot my friend's wedding, I had the 24-70-2.8 okay. with a flash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Sony bodies are pretty small. I don't know about the the A7 R4, A9 Mark II, and the newly announced A7S uh-huh. III uh, in terms of ergonomics, but with the A7 R3 and A7 III, uh, I didn't have a spot for my pinky. 
Oh, so was it actually small? Was, yeah, it was that small. Oh. Um, so it was just it got really uncomfortable shooting a wedding yeah. for eight hours. Um, and I just felt like the I could never get, like, sharp results out of it. And then video is just completely different language for me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, a lot of the colors are off. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sell it. <laughs> and at the time, Canon already had uh, started selling the EOS R. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to buy the EOS R. Yeah. Great and camera. And sure enough, I bought it. I enjoyed it. And that's what started Canon Dude. Now it's DL, DLO Visuals. This happened over the span of a year. And then I, I see you posting about the RP as well. Yes. Do you have that one too? Yes. Okay. You mentioned that the Sony, there's no space for your pinky. The RP is pretty small too. Because I, I purchased mm -hmm. that camera uh, when it was announced because it was so cheap. Yeah, it was $1,000. Like, exactly. Great. I'm like full frame mm -hmm. and Canon. Like I've used Canon all my life since I started doing analog photography. Yeah. And I've had like uh, the T3i, yeah. the 60D, then the Mark III, the 5D Mark III, and then the 5D Mark IV. Mm -hmm. And then I got the RP. Mm -hmm. And when I got it, it included that uh, adapter, like for the pinky. Oh, the, for the grip extension, yeah. Yeah, which my, my hand is pretty small, so I was fine. <laughs> I was yeah. fine without the adapter. And then I realized that like for a couple hundred more bucks, I could get the R. Mm -hmm. So I sold the RP and I got the R. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a great camera. Uh, but we, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, the RP is fantastic. Like for me, I have small hands, so yeah. like it, the grip's deep enough, so I have space for all my fingers. Okay. Um, and I do like that they have that grip extension for bigger hands. Yeah, yeah, just in case you need it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, I've been posting about it just because a lot of people because uh, my friend Adrian, actually, that was his first full frame camera that he bought. Incredible first first full frame yeah, camera. Yeah, exactly. And That's so great. a lot of people say like, oh, it's not a professional camera because you can't do this, this, and that. And then it's just like, but like, he's making money. Yeah, you, you can it, do... It's like, it doesn't matter the tool as long yeah. as you know what you're doing. Exactly. What were they saying that you cannot do with the RP? I was like, oh, well, the video's like heavily cropped in 4K. He's like, well, I don't, I don't you, shoot 4K, I shoot yeah. 1080. And like, you know what I've noticed? A lot of people that, um, because it, the same thing happened with the R. Yeah. They were like, uh, the R doesn't have this or, or you cannot do this. It's like, Matt, do you actually do like make videos and mm -hmm. shoot photography or do you just read the spec list and just trash uh, yeah exactly it's like use the camera just you can do anything it's interesting that you bring that up because uh i don't know if you watch this youtuber um, armando ferreira of course mondo bites yeah yeah, yeah. he's shout great out to him. he's a fantastic guy Incredible. so he kind of like professionally called out a lot of the youtubers because <laughs> good, there good. was a lot of people that at the time when the eos r came out we're basically saying like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of cons to it. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna pass it up. And now those same people bought an EOS R. Now that the the Trinity lift lenses are out, like oh, the 2470 yeah, yeah. R, 1535, 7200, mm -hmm. and are using it as kind of like their YouTube cam. Yep. And he, you know, he just kind of called them out. Like, and I think it was on when he was talking about the uh, EOS R5 and like the overheating and all that. Mm -hmm. Which, with the overheating, <laughs> when I shot with the A7R3 first. Uh, gig I shot with it was for LA Food Fest doing video. Yeah. You know, just very stylized. Think of like the most like Peter McKinnon-esque video you could think of. Okay. That's what they wanted. I was like, okay, I'll shoot that. So I shot it with the A7R3 and it overheated like 30 minutes after use. It uh, shooting did. 4K and okay. a mix of 4K and 120 frames a second. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like 100 degrees outside. There uh -huh. was barely any shade. So yeah, obviously it's going to overheat. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, 30 minutes really isn't too much time for it to overheat, but it's still overheated. I had to shut it down for a few minutes, okay. let it cool down. I threw it in my bag because it was shaded in there. But were you fine? Like, did you lo lose the job for that? Like, for turning it off and then waiting Yeah, like, it was fine. You like, were fine. It, it, here's the thing with a lot of people saying, like, oh, well, the new Canon's overheat. It's like, okay, any camera's going to overheat. Your phone yeah. overheats if you yep. shoot too much. Oh, video. yeah, totally. Or if you're on the phone or just talking to somebody on the phone. Yeah. It gets hot. That's how electronics work. But it's you. It's up to you as a creative individual, as the person that is getting paid to do this gig, yeah. to find out what the issues are of, of this particular camera, because every yeah. camera has its issues, and find solutions for them. Because that's what you're getting paid to do. Like you know, yep. they they're in, like you know, if you're shooting a wedding, for example, people are entrusting you to get the shot and like have everything kind of like taken care of, so they could just focus on the ceremony yeah. and the guests totally. and all that. So obviously you're going to want to pack extra bodies. Of course. It's like shooting a wedding with just one, uh, like 
like one SD card. Yeah. Oh man, and, I would and go. If your camera takes two SD cards, you're only gonna yeah. use one. I'm very ang I'm a very anxious person. Yeah. So I take like extra stuff. Yeah, I like, have a lot of SD cards. Yeah, like even today, I'm like, okay, I packed like two extra cables just yeah. in case like one cable stopped working or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of photographers are the same way. Yeah. Like, like as you said, like we are problem solvers. Mm -hmm. Like a wedding, like we need to solve any problem that's around, like with light, like where is the sun, exactly, uh, like everything. So as you mentioned, like if it, like electronics uh, overheat, mm -hmm. so we should already know that and um, like prepare in advance, like to towards the situation. And also, it's just like. You look at the R5, and I know the R6 also overheats as well, uh, shooting 4K60 and all that. That's you know, but it's just like you look at the specs of these cameras, more so on the R5. Yeah. Are you surprised that a camera that is <laughs> a, basically like a, a mirrorless style DSLR that shoots 8K raw? 8K. That's 8K insane. Raw, that's insane. In body, has IBIS, can do 4K120, <laughs> 4K60, full frame, no crop, has dual card slots, all that. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you surprised it overheats <laughs> because it shoots 8K? I am wrong? not, but in most forums I read, yeah, everyone is like, "Why does it overheat?" Like, Canon doesn't like, Come listen. On, like, are you are you dumb? <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. Okay, Canon listen to every one of you. Yeah. Like, you guys wanted like so many like good specs on the camera. Like, Canon gave it to you, mm -hmm. and now you're like, "Oh, but it overheats." It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I know Sony just announced the A7 III yeah. yesterday, actually. You know, yes. I was talking to my friend about it because uh, he shoots on Sony, he does okay. wedding video, and he's super excited for it. He's like, yeah, man, like at the end of the day, just the camera makes you happy and that's what you want to use. Of course. And, and every camera, like you can work with any camera. Exactly. Like even, like you don't need the R5 or the R6 to do great work. Like the Canon RP or the Sony equivalent, like yeah. they have like that. I mean, like, I shot a wedding like about two, three weeks ago on the RP for oh, video yeah. and Great. that was that how did that go that it went well like it ended up being my yeah. a cam on accident just because uh um, nice i didn't re like they didn't really communicate when the wedding was exactly gonna start it was a backyard wedding okay okay um so nothing crazy but it handled you know the ceremony like a like a champ yeah. and i did some of the uh wedding interviews afterwards on that camera as well did it work footage great looks, yeah footage looks great i could have i should have had an nd filter on that lens i was using okay um because some of my highlights were a little blown out, but the footage I was salvageable. Uh, I was still able to salvage the footage, so that's not great. a big issue. And you know what? Like most of the time, like the like the clients, mm -hmm. like they don't see stuff that we mm -hmm. see. Like we're like, oh shit! But my highlights or my shadows or things like that. I think the client wants like a cool video, like in, in mm -hmm. the wedding, like of them and like catching great moments. They're yeah. not like, oh, but why did you why you didn't shoot 4K 60 frames per second or 8K or shit like that? Yeah. And then it's just like I think the big thing is like okay, is the f image in focus? Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Does, it, does it look pretty? Yep. That's and it. That's it. Did you do a good edit? Yeah. That's fine. They don't ask you like, mm -mm. but what camera are you using? What lens are you using? Like yeah, I, I think I feel I feel clients that'll ask that are usually ones that We'll usually have a high budget, you know, for something like a red or like yeah. a oh, Aria okay. Alexa. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, really up there. Yeah. But, you know, for most wedding sh weddings, at least the weddings I've shot over the mm -hmm. years, they, they really don't care. They're just <laughs> like, okay, just do a good job. Cool. Yeah. Done. And I'm sure they see your portfolio before. Yeah, like, exactly. they see the videos you've, you've done and they're... Like I'm positive they don't ask what camera did you use, mm -hmm. or maybe like if the like if one of the like the bride or groom or whoever is a photographer, they might ask like, oh yeah, just to know like what camera are you using? Yeah. But yeah, and do you shoot weddings? Is that what you do or? Yeah, so I kind of shoot a little bit of everything, um, but the stuff I mainly shoot right now is mostly like product photography, yeah. just because like, like I was mentioning earlier, everything kind of shifted with COVID. Um, that wedding I shot a couple weeks ago, the backyard wedding, was the first wedding I've shot all year. Okay, um, yeah, this year has been crazy. Yeah, so I've shot weddings, I've shot food photography, I've shot product photography, mm -hmm. uh, more so particularly coffee, because I love coffee. I know, I've seen um, that. Landscapes, cityscapes, portraits. Um, had Milky Way shots years ago from when I went to Joshua Tree. I just cannot find them for the life of me. No way. Uh, so I don't know if I backed them up or not. <laughs> oh, shoot. 
You know how it is. You have yeah. a bunch of hard drives. Like, oh, I'm just going to dump it in this one. You just never really, like, categorize everything. I know. How, how do you work on that? How do you organize all the pictures you take? I mean, right now, I've gotten pretty bad about it just because, like, <laughs> I don't go out as often. So yeah. I'll just, like, I'll just create a photo folder called, like, photo dump. And okay. then I'll just dump everything in there. And then if that one gets, like, full or if I need to move it to my hard drive, I'll just create another folder called Photo Dump 2. <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh, if it's a paying client, then I'll make one specifically for that for client. client. And if it's going to be, like, repeated work, then I'll make one based off of the date. Okay. And then put it under that client's folder. But for most of the stuff that you see on Instagram that I share, I kind of just... Just I'm dump a, it. I'm a hot, disorganized mess. <laughs> Man, I am too. And sometimes it gets crazy because I'm trying to find like the specific shoot yeah. or the specific picture. I'm like, holy shit, when did I do this? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to be more disciplined, more like responsible, like uh, organizing my files, but mm -hmm. it just, it's overwhelming. It, it's tough sometimes. Yeah. And then for instance, like you're doing YouTube videos too. Yeah. So you don't, you, you have your pictures I'm sure you have the raw files, the JPEGs, mm -hmm. and then uh, the video footage for your mm -hmm. for your YouTube, the audio, and all of this, it gets overwhelming. Yeah, it's like that. Like with my videos recently, I actually I have an XLR mic at home. Okay. But I I just wanted to eliminate the step of like syncing audio and post. And granted, if you use XLR cables, audio is a lot higher quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just bought a one of those uh, XLR to 3.5 millimeter with an extension cable okay, just to plug it into my camera. Just because it's like, I don't have to sync audio anymore. <laughs> I know, man. Just because it's like, you know, especially right now, because I'm kind of figuring out, like, where I want to yeah. take the channel. I, I don't want to, I guess, put as much effort into it. Okay, if, I see. Uh, I guess more, not actually, no, not effort, but more, like, streamline everything. So it's just yeah. like, um, you know, the easier it is to do something, the more likely you're going to do it. Of course. that That's what happened to me. I started a YouTube channel, too. Mm -hmm. And I was like... I watch YouTube a lot, yeah. right? Like this YouTubers like Peter McKinnon yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like, my videos need to be perfect. And what microphone do I need? And I try like, I tried too much, yeah. like to mimic that. And then I was like too overwhelmed that I didn't want to do the videos anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, shit, but I need to, to use this microphone. I need to do it with this tripod. I need to do it like slow motion. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, nah, like I should just do the content. Yeah. Like it should always be the content instead of like of worrying about how you're going to edit yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like with me, that's kind of how I ended up falling into debt. Uh, it was just because I would see XYZ YouTuber using the new camera. I was like, yeah. I need that because it's going to make know. me a better photographer or videographer. Yeah. And it's just like, no, at the end of the day, it's like your skills that are going to make you that I get to that level. It's yep. not the camera. The camera is just a tool. Totally. But, you know, over over the years, just buying cameras and reselling them, it's just like <laughs> I accumulated a lot of debt for Whoa. gear. Yeah. Um, so it's like, thankfully, I've paid off most of it. So okay, great. I'm on track to getting out of debt, hopefully, by the end of the year. Fingers crossed. Um, Good. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you see a lot of YouTubers using these, yeah. these cameras and uh, toys and equipment, and they're like, I need that. <laughs> like, the one of the things I actually regretted buying... Um, well, two things actually uh -huh. was my Ronin S, which I sold because okay. I I literally use it twice, <laughs> and a uh, Atomos Ninja Five okay. uh, external recorder. Because uh, for yeah. those of you who shoot with ESR, if you plug it in via HDMI, you could do up to ten bit recording. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> used it a couple times. And then did you sell it? And I sold that as well. I got most okay. of my money back, so which that's is good. good. Where do you, where do you sell your stuff? Uh, I use Facebook Marketplace. Man, it's great, right? Yeah, it's so convenient. You just put the price up there, some nice photos. Yeah. And then if people are interested, they'll hit you up, and then they'll try to negotiate some pricing. Yeah. My rule of thumb, and I actually learned this from my friend Jason, is whatever your list price is, let's say seven hundred dollars. Uh. Put that as as the price, but then let's say you're willing to take say 650 for mm -hmm. it then that'll be like the minimum that you want just don't advertise that you yeah, yeah of, course, of course of course of course because you want to try to get 700 <laughs> but if someone lowballs you and they say oh, i'll give you 734 and i'm like okay fuck it <laughs> yeah or or something close to it or a little bit in the middle yeah uh then some money is better than no money of course i recently started using facebook market mm -hmm. i don't have a facebook mm -hmm. so so I was not aware of this Facebook market mm -hmm. until I hear I heard it from some uh, from my uncle. He was like, "Oh yeah, I've been selling a lot of like my furniture and Facebook yeah. market," and I'm like, "Does that work?" He's like, "I posted and like five minutes later, there's someone already asking." Yeah. So I'm like, "Huh, I'm I'm gonna try it." So I made the Facebook. Well, I had that account, but I've never yeah. I never used Facebook. 
So I had my account already, and I, I, I sold my 5D Mark IV, mm-hmm. not on Facebook Market, like through Reddit. Oh, okay. Because that's like the place that I knew that people would buy stuff. But then I still had the battery pack for the 5D Mark IV. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, huh, like I'm going to post it on Facebook Market. Like five minutes later, someone was like, hey, would you take this much? I'm mm-hmm. like, sure. We met at a McDonald's and that's it. Like it yeah, was so it's, simple. It's always easy to just find a place to to meet publicly yeah. or meet halfway. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I always encourage people to bring a friend just just in of case because, you know, there's always those shady people. I know. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that my friend told me, because he's sold a lot of equipment in the past uh-huh. and this didn't happen to him, but it happened to a friend of his. Um, when it comes to selling equipment, he always suggested to make them pay cash. Yeah. Never Venmo yeah, yeah, or yeah. PayPal or anything like that because let's say I buy a camera off of you Okay, and I, I PayPal you 700 bucks. Yeah. Then I'm going to hit up PayPal and say, hey, this is a fraudulent charge. Huh. They're going to dispute it. Then you're down 700 bucks on a camera. And the camera. So that happened to a friend of his who ended oh, up no. losing several thousand dollars. What? No in, way. And uh, scammers. So he says, just ask for cash. Yeah. Because, yeah, there are people that could potentially produce counterfeit bills. But that's why you have the pen. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have it? Yeah, like, so you I always it? carry it with me. That's so if, smart. Just because, just you know, working retail for so long and, like, working with <laughs> You learn a lot of things. Huh? And I, you know, I, like I said, I used to work for Starbucks. You kind of <laughs> learn a lot when it comes to spotting fake bills. Do you guys get a lot of fake bills, like, uh, in the places that you've worked at? Uh, more so at, uh, when I was working at Starbucks, we would get a lot of fake bills, especially during what? the holidays. Like, we got a $20 bill one time where the, the face was the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, my God, and really? no one caught it until, like, it was no. already too late. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so that's the very holidays, common. Typically, you get a lot more fake bills. Man, I've never thought that it was that common. But um, if I sell anything through Facebook Market, I'll take one of those pens. Yeah. Like, I, I'll buy one. I haven't sold anything, like, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, the battery pack, I sold it for 130 Yeah. Which was the same price that you can get it, like, at those uh, used camera websites, like MPB and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was 100 bucks. Like, I hope the bill is is uh, not fake. I still have it. <laughs> so, I hope it's not fake. I but think, I'm sure yeah, I think it's it'll fine. be fine. Just, if not, just take it to the liquor store. <laughs> I know. It's like, hey, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. And um, talking about the R5 and the R6, because mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this camera. Yeah, me too. I, mean, that's I, I pre-ordered the R6 the day The, the day, day off. off. Okay, so I made a mistake. So I had the 5D Mark IV yeah. and the R, and then I'm like, I won't buy, I won't pre-order until I sell them for the 5D Mark IV. Because I don't have the money like yeah. to buy either one like full price i'm like i have to sell my my 5d mark 4 and then i'm like uh, uh like i announced it on reddit nobody wanted it mm-hmm. then i'm like geez i'm not i'm i'm not gonna be able to sell it so i didn't pre-order the day of the pre-order then like one day after the camera got sold the 5d mark 4 so i'm like okay now i can pre-order which was only one day after the pre-order started i checked today uh, the BNH order, and it says back ordered. Hmm. So I'm not gonna be the like the first batch that they give the camera to. Yeah. So I don't know when when they're gonna send I mean, I the know. second batches. And you know I've gotten conflicting reports on it because um, a couple days ago I was uh, over in um, over in Riverside at uh, uh-huh. at Image One Camera. I think that's okay. how you. Oh, I saw your that. Instagram. Yeah, you yeah, were trying out the the, the R five and R six, right? Yeah, because um, the the Canon representative that went down there was at Sammy's camera about two or three weeks prior. But the reason yeah, I yeah. didn't go that week was because I had a COVID scare, so I had to self isolate. Okay. Yeah, Thankfully, yeah. everyone in my family tested negative. That's great. Great um, to hear. But uh, so I hit her up and I was like, hey, like, let me know when you're going to be in town again. I go, yeah. I would like to go demo it out. And she's like, oh, I'm going to be here uh, at Riverside at this time uh, this coming weekend. I was like, OK, cool. So yeah, yeah. Right there, got to try it. And the I guess the store manager was saying that Canon has never had this much demand for a camera before. <laughs> that really? They, they they're expecting it to be like on back order for the people that get it until probably like sometime next year <laughs> oh my gosh that's insane uh, again don't quote me on this yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what the guy was saying i think it was just exaggerating it's so like pre-order <laughs> it because i like when i i saw that the pre-orders went live i called up sammy's camera over here in pasadena yeah yeah, yeah. and they put me down for the r6 and they told me it's like oh yeah you're one of like the first ones for the Great. r6 because everyone went for the five 
Yeah, true. Because the R6 comes out, when does it come out? I believe at the end of August. Which is in a month. Yeah. Just totally fine. And maybe they'll release it sooner, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, it's one month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I. the R5 is supposedly shipping tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I saw. So but, we'll see. But then, uh, yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people pre-ordered because my orders is back-ordered, yeah. which is fine. You know why? Because uh, I have more time like to save money. Yeah. <laughs> Because to be honest, even though I'm using the money that I got from the 5D Mark IV, mm -hmm. and I'm selling like furniture that I don't use, like on Facebook Market, yeah. just like to, to like for me not to give that like m more money, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm okay if I don't get the camera tomorrow because I have more time like to save that money. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be like less uh, it's pressure. Hurt a little less, yeah. I think. Yeah, because it, it's man, it's so expensive. Yeah, the only is. reason why I got it through B and H. It's because I have that paybook card that oh, okay. avoids so the tax. You, you don't pay the taxes. So I'm like, okay, the tax is like what three three hundred and fifty dollars just for the camera or something like that. Yeah. So actually, I'll share this cool thing that um, the guys over at uh, my camera shop told me. So most camera shops, I don't know if, if it's in person or online as well. Uh, at least with me, the shop that I usually go to, they had me fill out this thing called a uh, teleproduction waiver. Okay. So what that basically does is if you have a business uh, that shoots like photography and video, yeah. uh, you could basically avoid paying full tax. So no way. for example, here in Pasadena, I believe the tax is like 10%. Yeah. But because I have that waiver, I usually pay like maybe no more than 5%. No way. So That's I incredible. usually end up saving some money uh, That's in great. the long run when I'm buying equipment. I didn't know that. Otherwise, I would have called Sammy's because mm -hmm. I love Sammy's. Yeah, like Sammy's is great. Like they're, I forgot how we got on that conversation but okay. they're like oh yeah let's sign you up for this it's like oh okay you know the thing is like i think we like for instance on my case i don't i didn't ask i remember i got that canon eos r from them mm -hmm. because i got a mail uh to my house from mm -hmm. sammy's that said no tax weekend get the oh, yeah, eos r I, I love those weekends i know i know me too so i'm like no tax so then i would rather go to sammy's mm -hmm. and uh give them my business instead of like a b and h yeah. or something uh out of my like local zone so i went to sammy's and i got the r because they had no tax mm -hmm. but i didn't ask about the r5 or anything like that that's why i got it from through b and h mm -hmm. because of that payboo yeah card thing yeah like when i called uh, sammy's the day uh, of the like formal announcement for the r5 and r6 i asked them like do i have to put any money down because uh -huh. at the time i didn't have it and i'm currently on an unemployment and so i've yeah. been saving up some money because you yeah, know yeah. i was said i was like okay i'm gonna buy either one but i'm gonna sell my eos r so i traded it into them i saw i saw and they, they gave me they gave me a good amount um, that's good uh but you know i asked them like hey uh, do i have to put the full amount down how's it work it's like no we'll just put your name down and, like when it gets here you just come by that's it, it. Like, all right yeah like not even a hundred bucks like nothing nothing that's great so i I don't know how, if it's on B&H, like, you have to, like, put the credit card down with the amount I on it. I did on the pre-order. Like, as I said, I have the PayBoo, which avoids the tax, which is not a credit card. It's, like, it's weird because you have to pay the full amount that month. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you can, like, not pay the full amount, but then you'll get, like, super high interest rate. Yeah. Like, 29% interest rate, which doesn't make sense. Like, if you're trying to avoid the tax, like, you mm -hmm. pay it off, like, that same month. And... The, like it went through like mm -hmm. for the pre-order but they didn't take the money like i haven't gotten a statement that i owe oh, 38 so I, so I, I guess when the camera ships they'll charge exactly it? Okay. when the camera that's, ships that's pretty cool then i'll get the statement on my card that says you owe 38.99 you have one month to pay okay. otherwise like you'll get an interest rate and but yeah so far i haven't received any email well, i mean that's good <laughs> it's fine you'll have you'll have the money hopefully by then yeah, no, and it's good because, like, during this COVID situation, like, who am I going to shoot? Like, where am I going to go? Yeah, it's it's tough right now, like... It's so tough, man. Like, even, like, like doing this podcast, I always, like, I don't want to put you in jeopardy or, like, like any of that. Like, I I take the, I took the COVID test. I yeah. it was negative. And, and, but even that, like, it's... I don't find it, like, cool, like, getting people out of their homes or, like, for me to shoot you know yeah and like for example <clears throat> like uh with my with my family situation with the covid scare so what happened was my mom took a friend of hers to go get tested okay uh, the week prior he had symptoms uh-huh fever cough all that crap yeah he didn't tell my mom 
Oh. So my mom didn't find out until after the fact. Thankfully, no they were both wearing masks in the car. Okay, good, great. Because, uh, you know, he said, you know what? I had some, uh, like, you know, let, let's just be safe. Yeah, of like, course. Let, let's of course. just be really safe. So I was like, okay. So for people that say that masks don't work, they do work. They, they do. Because totally. um, when my mom found out, like, two days after that he tested positive, he, uh, you know, he's, so he kind of, like, told my mom. I was like, oh, yeah, I had symptoms the week before. And I was like, what the fuck? Did you, why didn't you tell oh, us? Oh, my gosh. That's so kind of irresp- irresponsible. Myself and my girlfriend all self-isolated yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we all got tested. We all came back negative, which is okay. great. So, but we still had, we, we still did the full, like, two weeks just to be safe. Because, yeah. you know, because when we were talking to a doctor's mom, I was going to try to go get it done through her clinic. Uh-huh. Doctor says, like, well, since you don't have symptoms right now, we're not going to test you. But typically, mm. symptoms will appear after five days. At the time, it was already day number four. Okay. Um, when she was on the phone with him. So, we just waited and waited. We got our tests. Uh, I did mine through CVS. She did hers oh, yeah, through yeah. the city, and so did my girlfriend. Okay. And, um, you know, it, it was just, you can't trust people to be responsible and say, hey, I, know. I had this. Uh, and then a lot of people not wanting to wear the mask. I mean... I don't get it because, I mean, how long are you going to wear the mask? Like, you go to the grocery store for, what, an hour? Yeah. Like, an hour and 30 minutes max? That's the, the amount that you need to wear the mask. And even then, it's like, you look at people that work in the hospitals, like doctors yeah. and physicians, they wear masks for hours. Like, I know. I'm talking about, like, maybe 12 hours. Yep. And then, also, don't quote me on this because I'm kind of just speaking out of my ass here. Um but it's like, you know, if you see a lot of these people that are medical professionals working in an industry where they are very uh, exposed to yeah. a lot of the stuff that's out there, like with the virus and everything, the flu, etc. And they wear masks for 12 hours a day. And you tell me you can't wear it for maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> I it's know. Like, Come on, man. I know. It's just like, let's say like and a lot of people say like, oh, because COVID is fake or whatever. Even if it was fake or even if whatever, which I don't think it's fake, yeah. but. Even if it was, just wear the mask. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you saw my short film, uh, Seven Days, on Instagram. I have not. Where is that one? It's on, on Instagram YouTube? and on my YouTube as well. Okay. So the reason I made that is because my grandma was uh, one of the people uh, in April that passed away from COVID. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to, oh, thank, to thank hear you, that. Man. And at the time, I had a lot of friends and family that were close to us saying, yeah. like, oh, this whole thing is a fucking hoax. And, yeah, you know skepticism all over so i was like you know what i'm just gonna film my mom's journey from like finding out that my grandma had it to ultimately when she passed oh and you know i just wanted to get really raw and real i had my mom like like she even told me like the day that my grandma passed away she's like get your camera and film me because i want people to see this that this shit is real that's incredible that you can do that you know it was a super short film like two minutes long dumped it on instagram that was kind of like my my middle finger to everyone that's a denier because you know i'm showing something very personal and then the news picked it up oh that's incredible like this thing blew up like and a lot of my family the same people that were talking and saying shit that this is all the whole thing was fake. It's like, oh, you're just using grandma as a way to get like, no, rich and famous. Just no, like, no, Like, I wish I was getting rich and famous from this, but no, like, I'm actually doing this because you guys don't shut the fuck up. Exactly. About this whole thing being a hoax totally. when your grandma died from it. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, like, if this bothers you, then fuck you. Sorry. Of course. <laughs> That's incredible that you that you made that, that yeah. film um, to educate people. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, like, I feel like... You know, especially because I have the huge following, like, I felt some sort of um, responsibility. That's what I was going to about to say. To kind of, like, say, okay, look, this stuff is real. Yeah. People are dying. I don't yeah. care about your opinion. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no one's opinion matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just wear a mask, stay safe, and be respectful for the people that are actually in mourning that of have course. lost a loved one. Of course. Like, don't be yelling that it's a hoax or fake or yeah, anything or like that. If you if you think that, keep it to yourself and just wear a mask. Yeah. Like or just or just stay indoors. Exactly. No one wants to see you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But you know what? That thing that you say, like you have a huge following, that is incredible because uh, you can educate people, mm-hmm. and if you have good values and good ethics, I think uh, that matters a lot. And especially because of your big following, like more people see it, and then they. They open their mind and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess this is real, you know, yeah. because I see a lot of influencers out there 
like with huge followings and they just post like they go to parties nobody's wearing a mask yeah. they're just like chilling like nothing had happened or they're just doing stuff for clout exactly and it's like like people that have like i don't know like a million followers or shit like that it's like dude you have this amount of followers like post something um like with good values don't yeah. post don't just post that you're a party swimming and there's like a hundred people around you with no masks yeah like to to like i actually had a a nice little confrontation with somebody on Instagram. Uh, this is back at the peak of the Black Lives Matter protests. Okay, yeah. So there was one that happened in Highland Park, so I went to go Okay. with my girlfriend and my friend Manny to go shoot it because yeah. we wanted to shoot protests. We didn't want to go to the ones in downtown Lake just because of how crazy I, I went that to situation those. It was turned. so crazy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that the protest was the one that instated, instigated the violence. It's more of like there's a lot of people under the yeah. guise of the protesters yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, took advantage of the situation to loot and to start shit with people. So we went. It was a super peaceful protest. It was just really fun and... Well, not fun, but, like, it was just very, like, uh, overwhelming on just how much support you felt from the community for something. Yeah, to, exactly. Like a march against racism. And I shared some of the photos on Instagram because I, I, I wanted to say... I basically worded it as, like, look, as a photographer, like, we usually have to be neutral... Yeah, on totally. subjects. You yep. can't pick a side. Uh, you know, I've had friends that shot for Republicans and Democrats, but they never really talk about their affiliation because yeah. they're there to shoot. That's their job. That's what they're yeah. here. They're for. documenting. Exactly. We're documentarians. Yep. And and so I basically said, like, when it comes to racism, there is no middle ground. You have to stand against <laughs> of it. Of course. And some dude decided to comment saying, he's like, oh, call me a, a trash photographer, cloud chaser, because, you know, I just went to go take photos. It's like, oh, it's a photographer. And we're just like, oh, dude, you're, you're, you're garbage. And I was like. Jesus. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you're just going out for the cloud. I was like, I wish I was going out for the cloud. <laughs> oh, man. And so I actually went on his Instagram. A guy shoots on 35 millimeter film. Okay. He's one of those hipster <laughs> dudes with, like, that uh, just – does not know how to manually focus. Yeah, yeah, so I called okay. him out on it and told him, I was like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> oh, man. So you went for it. I, I just, dude, like, don't piss me off because I will, yeah, I will yeah, go yeah. for the throat. I'm, I'm also <laughs> an Aries and I like to fight. I am an Aries too. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I told him, like, dude, just stay in your fucking lane and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then after I called him out, he deleted his comments. Oh, he did. Yeah, but I screenshot everything. Um, you know, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. And then a couple weeks later, this guy went to the Hollywood protests oh he lives in la yeah he lives in la oh he went to the hollywood protests to take photos uh -huh. and, you know, he, the typical like instagram clout chase yeah, yeah, yeah like here's a photo shot on film inspirational quote okay and it's just like dude it's like you're being a hypocrite like you're, yeah, you're, you're accusing me of doing this but you're the first oh, one at the, at the biggest protests in yeah. la did you say anything i didn't say anything because i don't give yeah. a shit and yeah, like, yeah yeah of course and i'm, Why and waste I'm sharing that this right now just because it's like you know, it goes back to how you were saying, like, you have to use your following yes, responsibly exactly. and do, try to do good. Yep. Instead totally. of, like, using your following to go around and start shit with other people. I know. That's incredible. Well, one thing like that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I told you before that we started this to record this podcast. Yeah. I've used Canon all my life, but then I started seeing the Fuji X100V on my feed. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is a beautiful camera. This is like incredible. Then I started researching about Fuji and the versions before the X100V, mm -hmm. which was 100, what, what was it, F it was or the T? It was the X100S, oh, second, S. then T for third, F for four, V for five. Okay, so F. And then I started like looking at the, the pictures and the photographers that use that camera. I'm like, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting a camera that I can take everywhere. I mean, I guess you can take your camera, like any camera yeah. everywhere, right? But it's, it's super small and compact, maybe super a little bit small. bigger than your phone. Yeah. That can and, easily fit in a jacket. And I loved it because it feels like an analog camera. Mm -hmm. And I started doing analog and I love it so much. Uh, I don't shoot as much as I would love to, but that's how I started photography. And then I'm like, yeah, this is gonna like take me like a step back into that analog type of thing. So I got the camera, then I started following Fuji, the, the, their Instagram. Yeah. They posted, hey, if you want us to share your images, go to this website and upload an image. And I went, I had gone to this uh, protest on downtown. Like, I, I went there, like, every day, like, to actually, like, 
like support the community mm -hmm. you know and i took my camera i shot some pictures and i took a picture of this guy just like with with his arms like on the air and the military like in front of them right and i i sent that to fuji and then on the on the title thing on the i don't know what to call it on the like the part the cap, where you the caption, the caption uh, i said uh I went to a peaceful protest. Everything was great. The community was incredible. And I am an immigrant. I'm from Mexico. I moved to United States six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, as an immigrant, I understand what, uh, what people are going through. Like, I received, like, comments. Like, even just walking on the street, like, people just yelling, like, go back to your country and stuff like that. So I've received that type of comment. So I wanted to support uh, my community. Yeah. Fuji posted that caption with the picture holy shit like the comments mm -hmm. were like well what did that guy what what did the photographer do in order to receive uh uh comments like that um on the street i'm like well i didn't reply because i'm not gonna like waste my time yeah it's like explaining you, myself because yeah, most of the time people on the internet just they're not gonna care and they're really just out there to troll and just yeah kinda get under your skin yeah and 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 the captions say like i faced racism in the united states and everyone was like well what were you doing when you were facing racism? It's not what were you doing. It's just like, just because you're... <laughs> exactly. You know, the color of your skin yeah. is different. You, you know, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I didn't come... I, I stopped reading comments. Like, there were some good ones. Like, people were saying like, oh, great picture, amazing, things like that. But a lot of them were like, well, uh, this country's not racist. Like, he's lying and shit like that. So I stopped re reading the comments. And I felt a little bad for Fuji because they, like... I'm sure they got, like, a ton of... I mean, I, I mean... I, I commend them for sharing that because it's like they're not afraid to yeah. get a conversation yes, started. exactly. Both good and bad. And that's yep. the thing I feel nowadays on some subjects, we kind of don't have middle ground yeah. <clears throat> middle ground because uh, we don't have want to have those really heavy-hearted discussions yeah. with people um, from a space of like how you and I are just conversing, just, yeah. you know, like friends. So, you know, I commend Fuji for doing that. But yeah, I think like that. That's also why I went to the protests as well, because it's like I've experienced racism yeah, as well. And I have sure. friends that are African American that have experienced racism. Oh, and yeah. It's just like I'm gonna stand against it. Of course. Like one of the big instances I can remember, not recent, but this back when I was a kid. You know, you look at me. I, I I'm kind of white passing, unless yeah. you start hearing me talking, you hear my accent a little bit. Um, but what was uh, when I was a kid, my dad got called all kinds of nasty oh, stuff. Man. I'm not going to repeat that, obviously, because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though we're swearing, I'm going to be respectful. Um, but he got called a lot of nasty stuff in front of me. And it's just like Jeez. I just never understood why people feel that way. Like, you know, just know. because your skin color is a different like color or complexion yep. than somebody else's who is Caucasian. Uh you know, they just say the most nastiest things. I know. Like, and I don't understand why. Like, they don't know the people. Yeah, exactly. Like, and just mind your business. Like, like if they're stay not... Stay on your lane. Exactly. Stay on your lane. Just respect everyone. Like, jeez. Mm -hmm. Like, that... But anyway. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> well, talking about we're photography... We're start a political podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is a photography podcast. We're still drinking our coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, w w what are your future plans? So, now you have, like... You have a big following on Instagram. Yeah. You're doing the YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, how long have you been doing the, those YouTube videos? So the YouTube videos that I've been pumping out now have been more so because of COVID because I yeah. have the free time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think all of, all of us pre-COVID um, were always saying, it's like, oh, if only I had time to I do know. this. Uh, I know. Time to do that. And it's just like, well, I have the time now, so I can't <laughs> really make excuses. And, you know, going back to how you're saying, like, your video has to look perfect because you have to use this equipment or that, yeah. or it has to look like something that Peter McKinnon or oh, Matty Hapoya or whoever else <laughs> Incredible does videographers. Who are, who are very talented in their own right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, the thing is just start, just do it. Yeah. Like, a lot of my videos, I know for a fact they're not the greatest, uh, but I'm starting. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe 10 years from now, if I could continue to do this, they're going to get that much better. Of course. You know, it's funny. Um, I saw a video recently from MKBHD, fantastic uh -huh. YouTuber. I think everyone knows him. Okay. From when he started over 11 years ago. Uh-huh. I think he's like 25, 26. So he was probably like a teenager back then. Oh, man. And he just did videos. They look like, you know, no disrespect to him, but they look like garbage by, <laughs> okay. by, by comparison to his current videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but the fact is he started yeah and got out there and then that's what helped him get to where he is now so it's just that's you incredible start. i think i think that's it just start doing mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what camera you have like you can do it on your phone even yeah, i mean my my profile right now d visuals formerly canon dude i didn't have a second camera at the time so i just yeah. shot with on my phone. iphone and i would just uh, i use uh, the moment app to shoot raw yeah, yeah yeah i would just put a preset on it with lightroom mobile so it looks consistent yeah that's how course. it started that, so that app is great moment. yeah i love it do you use any more apps like for like i use lightroom mobile moment and then this other one called halliday which also Halliday. lets you shoot raw okay i kind of like the controls on that one a little bit better just because they're a lot easier to okay. just like literally like you could change your settings at a push of a button yeah oh, okay that sounds good yeah so Halibai? Halliday, so it's H-A-L-I-D-E. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah, I've, um, sometimes I just have the GoPro mm-hmm. and I just like film with that one, like yeah. the, the, the videos. I I am not very disciplined, like I shoot the videos, but I'm not disciplined like editing. Yeah. And then I just dump all the footage and I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, now I have mm-hmm. to edit. And then I do the podcast and then I, like the photography. But I'm working on it. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like rewiring my brain. Yeah. Because I have the time, especially right now with COVID. Like mm-hmm. I lost all my clients except one that I'm working like half time only. Yeah. Um, because I'm a graphic designer too. Yeah. So I'm only doing graphic design for part time. Mm-hmm. But I have so much time. Like I don't even ha- have a schedule right now. Like I can work. If I want to work at two in the morning, I can do it. Uh, I just finish my work and that's it, you know? Mm. But I have the time and I'm trying to rewire my brain to be more organized and to like, I've figured it out. Like if I film a video, I have to edit like either right away or the next day. Otherwise, like my mind would scatter and like do other other types of stuff. Like with me, uh, like I've gotten really good at staying consistent with my exercise. Like I started at the end of February, early March before, Uh before all this stuff happened, joined the gym, lost weight shutdowns happened because of covid yeah. so i just started walking every day uh Great. like five miles a day then it whoa that's incredible then i started pushing it to about six to ten miles what D- depending on like if it's cool like right now it's nice and cool so i'll probably yeah. go for my second walk later okay but this morning i did one six miles probably do that's four later incredible so i've just been staying healthy yeah um and then with regards to like staying disciplined with my content um for my instagram at least with the photography mm-hmm. aspect i try to shoot everything in bulk Okay. So let's oh, say 30, 40 photos, and then I'll have stuff ready to post uh, throughout the day or, like, throughout the throughout month. Throughout the week. So I don't month. have to worry about, like, oh, crap, I don't have anything to post today. You know, that's incredible. That's that's a great idea. No, it really is. It's a lot of work, but once you kind of, like, streamline everything, it's, it's yeah. pretty easy. And then with regards to videos, it's kind of like if I feel like it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, because I'm a photographer first, videographer yeah. second, so. Same, uh, same. So my brain's wired a little bit differently uh versus a person that's a videographer first yeah but you know just little by little it's just like um i'm actually helping uh my friend um my friend spencer who's a writer mm-hmm. he's helping me draft up a script for my next short film that i want to work on great um but i'm waiting for the r6 to come out because i want to shoot <laughs> okay. that on the r6 to really, oh one more month yeah exactly so just to really like put it through its paces yeah 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 and to try it out the, and kind of like the 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 concept that we're kind of coming up with is um you know if kind of like how we were saying like you know we have the time to do a lot of stuff yes. now so it's just like if are you gonna wait for somebody to give you the opportunity to, to do something or are you gonna go do it so yeah. kind of play around with that um and i hope to get once i get the r6 start shooting and then hopefully get it done uh, probably within like September, October, hopefully. That's great. That's just because I'm going to just keep the, because I really want to just focus on the storytelling. I'm not going to do all those fancy, crazy transitions that you see on <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because I don't know if you follow this guy named Jesse Driftwood. Yes, of course. Guys like the B-roll transition oh, man, king yes, on Instagram yes, yes, stories. Yes. He is so good. That's insane. But I think he mentioned in one of his videos on YouTube that, um, you can have all the fancy transitions, but if your story sucks, yeah, it's not it gonna. It's it's not gonna make a difference. <laughs> True. Uh, so that's kind of like what I want to focus on more. So is just getting the story down. Eventually, the cinematography will evolve with more yeah. experience. Kind of like how my photography has changed. Of course. Over the last eight years. Um, one question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Like we're at the end of the podcast, but uh, I wanted to ask you because I see a lot of photographers 
that want to get a big following mm -hmm. and you have a big following, what tips would you give these new photographers or photographers already mm -hmm. out there that want to increase their following? Like, w w what tips work to, on mm -hmm. you or what do you think it will work? Well, for, for me, based off of my experience with running my, uh, my, my page over the last year, um, definitely find a niche that you mm -hmm. want to get really good at. So, for example, like when I chose the name Canon Dude, I was specifically Specific. focusing on Canon cameras yeah. and answering questions regarding Canon cameras. I guess kind of become like the expert in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, I post consistently at least once a day minimum. Okay. Uh, sometimes I'll go crazy and post two, maybe three times a day, but uh -huh. I always try to at least post once a day. Use really good hashtags that, you know, will help spread the stuff. But don't focus on, like, having, say, something like a 5D Mark III hashtag Canon, hashtag <laughs> Canon USA. Because if yeah, you look yeah. at the following on those hashtags, there's millions of people. I know. I your know. post is going to get buried. Yep. So I have a couple like Canon, for example, to help spread it. Okay. But then also have stuff that's a little bit smaller, like maybe has 100,000 people following, mm -hmm. 500,000 or yeah. less, like 10,000. Because then your chances of being seen on the Explore page or if somebody clicks the hashtag and just to see what the most recent post, your uh -huh. photo will be in the yeah. most recent nine. Yep, true. That's true. Uh, and just have fun with it. You know, there's no secret sauce or hacks or anything like that that you can... Yeah, I like to say do this and you get a hundred thousand <laughs> overnight. It's like it's gonna take time. Of course. And the big one, I guess, I could also say is don't buy your followers. Yeah. Just earn them. Yep. Bust your butt to do it because uh, Instagram is able to tell if you bought followers if yeah, people mess with your algorithm and just and aren't, spread your content. Aren't they like deleting like those? I think so. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. good. So that's don't great. don't 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 buy stuff. Just be authentic. Even every time that I get, I don't have a huge following, but every time I get a follower that I click on their uh, Instagram profile and it's mm -hmm. like it looks spam yeah i'm happy that instagram has this option that you can remove that follower so i try to do that like just to avoid like spam accounts yeah. like yeah I, I get a lot of those uh almost daily so i usually <laughs> just i was like okay is this a bot i'm gonna block it <laughs> i or know report it as spam and then one more thing that i'm sure a lot of photographers want to hear do you think the equipment matters i would say it kind of goes both ways so 50 50 Overall, no, it doesn't uh -huh. matter because, again, my page was started on my iPhone. Okay. Shot with my iPhone for yeah. months before I got a second camera. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the camera's a tool. It doesn't matter yeah. if you have a 1DX Mark III, it's a $6,000 <laughs> $6, camera, Jeez. or an R5, or the A7S III. Yeah. If, it, if you, as a creative individual, suck at what you do, yeah. whether yeah. that be photos or video, if you just don't know what the hell you're doing, having a $6,000 camera is not going to change it. <laughs> True. Uh, it'll look good for Instagram posts, yep. but that doesn't True. mean shit. And then you'll be in a huge debt. Exactly. Now, where I say that it does matter to some extent is, yeah, like having some photo, some, uh, you know, for example, like R5's uh, 45 megapixels. Yes. So if you like to crop a lot mm. and do very, very large prints, if yep. that is what you specifically do as a living and you know you're going to make that money back, then yeah. then, yeah, invest in good equipment. But, like, with me, for example, I invested in the R6 just because it does everything I need. Exactly. Your needs are exactly. going to be different than mine. Yeah, 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 totally. But for the most part, it does the stuff that I need taken care of, does 4K, 60 frames, yeah. 120p, shoots really fast. That's all I need. Perfect. Dual card slots. Um, so find the best equipment that works for you and don't worry about having the most expensive or the yeah. greatest stuff. And if you are going to buy equipment if for your camera, don't buy a new body. Buy better lenses because that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. advice that a lot of people told me when I first started. It's like buy good glass, eventually upgrade your body because then bodies sure. over time depreciate in value. The lenses, especially because they're they're refreshed every, I want to say, four to five years. Yeah. Uh, they usually retain their value a lot more. True. That is true. Do you use Canon lenses or yeah. third so party? So the only lens yeah. I use that is adapted to my uh, EOS RP is the uh, EF8514. Okay. So just because I didn't see a point of spending close to $3,000 oh, on, on the 8512 RF. And it doesn't have image stabilization. Granted, it don't matter anymore because new <laughs> yeah, cameras I have guess. IBIS. But, yeah. you know, for roughly half the price, got a lens that's A, yeah. a lot lighter, B, has image stabilization, and it's just yeah. a sharp. True. So. Okay, cool. And then just to finish up, 
where can people find your Instagram, your YouTube, or any other? So channels? I'm on predominantly on Instagram. My YouTube's still kind of a work in progress. So excuse mm -hmm. the the mess. But you can find me on youtube.com slash David Lopez Visuals. And then on Instagram, it's just uh, at DLO Visuals. That's D-L-O Visuals. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on, on this you. third episode. Look thank forward you. to hopefully doing this again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the third podcast of Coffee with Photographers. Make sure you follow David Lopez on his Instagram. He posts very cool stuff. And thank you so much for listening and stay safe out there. Visit us on coffeewithphotographers.com and you can find the podcast in any podcast platform. See you in the next one.